contemplative, 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 contemplative podcast. Hello, I'm Matt Emery and welcome to the Contemplative Podcast. In this episode, I chat with the insanely talented and lovely Yoap Beving. We chat about his new album, Hey Gnosis, performing it live and the collaborations that feature on it, composing for the Drone Ballet and performing at Burning Man, inspirational albums, advice for other aspiring composers and the story behind his beautiful shimmel piano. As always, there'll be music along the way, taken from Yoap's new album Hey Gnosis, out now on Deutsche Grammophon, with the pieces Nebula, Sol and Luna and Eon, and Ab Ovo, taken from his album Prehension. But we start with one of my favourite pieces from the new album, titled Soldada de Gaia. Last night, I know you're you're currently uh, starting to go on the road, start promoting the new album. And, yeah. and how was the show last night at Earth? It was um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't played for an audience um, for four months, so it's enough time to forget what it's like. And was there a bit of nerves? Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, was it was such a nice venue, Earth in Hackney, um, an old Art Deco movie theatre that they left untouched since the 1930s I think um, no but it was yeah it was great it was um, I did a solo piano show um, and playing mostly music from my first two albums but also uh, I think I played four pieces from Hainosis, uh, my new album and um, I will be performing continue to perform solo shows but I will also as of uh, end of April start um, performing with uh, additional instruments yes. played by 
very cool musicians. Yeah. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Of course. And I've, what I wanted to ask you, because I know the last two times in London, um, you played some jazz quarters and some Pancras Old Church, which yeah. are both um, well, some Pancras especially lovely. But um, last night, obviously, that's quite a step up from what you played previously. Was that um, yeah. in terms of like numbers? Was that does that, does that affect you in any way? Or, you know, oh, it? Yeah, it, it, it does, obviously. I mean, it's, it's much more... It's easier to play and to create an intimate setting in a smaller place and, and make a, almost like a personal connection with everyone in the room. Um, so once the audience get, gets bigger, you just ha it's more of a, a solo thing, and usually you, you cannot see the audience because it's big and there's a lot of light on you. Yeah. So, you, I don't know, you just have to feel the room. And I walked up and everybody started applauding really enthusiastically. So I was like, okay, this feels like home. And uh, then it doesn't matter uh, how yeah, big the room is. Yeah, then, then it's maybe even nicer. When it, then you just know, okay, there's more people that I reach now. So yeah. in the end, it's a, a bigger reward, I'd yeah. say. And it'd be lovely to speak about the new album, Hainosis, which is out April 5th. Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit more about the album and obviously we've touched on it, you've collaborated with some artists, um, can you tell us who that is? Yeah, I, um, I was very keen to, um, to start working with others uh, after the, all the solo um, stuff I've done in the past three years and um, I was also very curious where if I would compose hopefully coming from the same place as where my previous work came from and I would you know, make it bigger or multi-track um, what that would end up with or what I would end up with and um, that's what I I did on Hinosis. so it's um, um, it's slightly different well it's quite different than uh, than the previous work it, still there's a um, there's a common thread uh, which is the piano and solo piano pieces but it kind of meanders into odd and weird places um, it's a bit of a journey into I'd say the cosmos and uh, for that uh, I really wanted to include electronics uh, I love synthesizers and um, and basically texture and, and noise and, uh, and I wanted to see if we if I could mine that with minimal classic um, where I would get and um, I was lucky enough to get to work with Mark de Vos who is a Dutch cellist and uh, since a couple of years he's a specialized modular um, performer so I did three tracks with him and um, and we recorded strings uh, bigger string section in uh, in Berlin at the Babelsberg um Film orchestra, and I work together with Echo Collective from Brussels, who are, uh, yeah, let's say neoclassical string and bass clarinet ensemble. Um, yeah, so that's that's. Well, uh, we have um, choir as well, which uh, they're called Capella Amsterdam, and everything was brought together by Gijs, who is my producer and who I share a studio with yeah. in Amsterdam. Cool. Yeah. And if you work with orchestra. No. <laughs> no so was, was it, quite, it must have been quite emotional when you suddenly hear things. Yeah, it's, um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, nowadays, 
the 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 sample libraries are, are so good that it's even a threat to want to record everything live because you know it's very difficult to get especially for intimate and minimal kind of music to get that um, right texture and um, people really need to get it uh, but it was uh, exhilarating it's fantastic I, uh, I had a really good team on it and uh, yeah I'm happy It's uh, it's 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 tricky because on the one hand I lose my uh, sense of control over timing and over basically how the whole show evolves because yeah. much more you know. Do you it, have to be more precise as well yeah. in terms of there's no going off the. Uh, that that's for one. I cannot change my mind all of a sudden because yeah. everything is is a bit more set in stone yeah. and. Um, that also comes with a bit of freedom uh, in the sense that I can sometimes just relax for a little bit um, and let others do the talking, uh, which I look forward to as well. Be able to go get a cup of coffee while I'm on stage. That's a <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm quite nervous about it because it's also technically challenging. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. Yeah. Have you previously worked with other people on stage, or will this be more? Uh, in in yeah, I've in my younger years, I've I've played in bands and okay. and yeah, definitely. But this is a bit more 
technically challenging yeah. uh, than yeah. uh, than just having a band and a back line and so uh, we'll have to see cool cool and the did you um, sort of you say you've got your own studio did you do a lot of the recording yourself or did you have someone with you producing yeah. the album yeah Gijs van Klooster I I had to move my little studio in my home um, when my second child was born and um and Gijs, who lives in my area, was looking for someone to uh, share his studio with. So that was a lucky coincidence. And um, that's in 2013, I think. And then in 2014, I recorded my solo album at home because I didn't have any time to go to the studio anymore. And then uh, I played it to him and he said, well, I can help you with the mastering. So he mastered the first one um, and then we kind of started working together for the second one and that collaboration intensified definitely for Hinosis where I basically put him in the driver's seat as the producer of, of the record yeah. Is that nice to have you know someone else overseeing it? Does it make you feel that you can concentrate a bit more on performance rather than having head in Yes. Two different clouds or something. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely nice to... Well, first of all, it's really nice to uh, share ideas and also have someone, you know, when when composing, pointing out things like, you know, this comes across to me like this, and then you start thinking about it. And so it, it's nice in the, uh, in the writing process. And then in the recording process, there's some stuff that we did that I could not have done alone, basically because I don't have the technical knowledge. Yeah. Uh, we, we the whole album is in 432 hertz and we recorded the full orchestra everything needed to be aligned to that frequency which means um, basically speeding up the recording and then slowing it down and doing all the math behind it to which is I'm not that you know math, mathematically uh, <laughs> um, equipped and uh, so th- there's a lot of stuff that you know it's great to be a team, and, yeah. 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 And I'd love to ask about your piano. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is it how? I wasn't sure how you pronounce the. Uh, is it Schimmel? Or Schimmel. Schimmel. Yeah. Um, you got that from your grandmother, aren't yeah. you? And that features across the album. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit more about it? And obviously, that must add quite a nice personal touch. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's uh, my my grandmother, uh, basically my my grandfather passed away and my grandmother decided that it was time to buy a real piano. I was a very young boy and I would go there every Saturday to help her out with the groceries and stuff and, and then play the piano a little bit and she was very um, cautious not to disturb the neighbours so I had to play with the study pedal on which I hated because I was, I liked, I was into making noise and uh was really into more like Japanese pianos with a sharper attack. Um, and then uh, many, many years later, she before she passed away, she said, I'm, I want you to have the piano when, when, I, uh, when I'm gone. And um, yeah, so that, that happened. The moment we moved into our, our house uh, in Amsterdam, uh, that was the day my grandmother uh, passed away. So a week later, I had that piano in the house. And then... It really helped me uh, to create a different, uh, start a new way of playing, yeah. really, because uh, it forced me to 
be more gentle and change my pace and and that matched really well with where I had become or what I had become in life so yeah it's kind of meant to be I guess and I've um I've cherished it. Uh, I've only brought it once to a concert, which was in Hamburg at the Elbphilharmonie, because as a as a good luck uh, omen or token or how, however you want to call that. And apart from that, it's in the studio and still record with it. Awesome. Yeah, that's a lovely story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> No, the. I've watched it and it is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's uh, for anyone who's listening, they should just go on YouTube and put drone ballet burning. Yeah, the fr- franchise freedom is what the the art piece is called, and um, it's six hundred drones in the in, at Burning oh, Man. Yeah, I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, how did they come about? The um, studio drift is the <laughs> uh, the art are the artists behind it. Um, they are from Amsterdam and. They approached me, let's say, two years ago. Like, we are interested in your work and we want to see if we can do a project together. And then we started uh, conceiving uh, a joint project, uh, which was not the drones, uh, something else, uh, which was challenging. We wanted to do stuff that was not possible yet, so we kind of left it untied or parked it for a while. And then they got in touch saying, like, we have a very lovely project that we think your music can actually be um, 
a good part of. And um, and they picked a song that I had already written, so Up Ovo. Um, and they basically, we together said, well, that, that could be the piece for it because it kind of works really well with it. So why not use this one? So we did. And... Um, and you actually performed it live. Yeah, we uh, then, then I I always wanted to go to Burning Man, and I thought that would, would probably never happen because I have a family and well, Dad's gone off to uh, well not not crazy land, but uh, uh, it's an amazing place, um, and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to go with a purpose, uh, which is great if you're there. And uh, at first, the idea was to do it at the Man Burn, uh, but that was due to pyrotechnics, a very dangerous thing to do. So they decided to do four four runs, four shows, and um, so we did. I ended up doing two of them. One was done by a, an opera singer, and one was completely washed away by a whiteout. So we didn't perform that night. But it was absolutely amazing to be in the desert with a piano, yeah. under, underneath 600 drums doing a, and a ballet. Did you have to? Is there any? Did you have to like work to a click, or how does that? How does that work? Syncing up with the drums. It's, it's, it, it, it's seamless. It, yeah. No, it really is. Yeah. Uh, we 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 tested it. So we basically uh, the choreography is adjusted to the piece, and then live. I know the sections of what the drone is going to do, yes. and it, for the rest, it's quite. There's a lot of freedom. So you're kind of watching them and just yeah. playing, yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah, and then I, I, my pieces are usually very open timed, so I can stretch things live, and uh, that just works. Incredibly inspired and utterly amazed by um, Tigran Hamasayan, Armenian um, pianist. I think he studied with Herbie Hancock, and he's out of this world. So that's <laughs> that's definitely one I would recommend if you don't know um, his music yet. But just talking about it gives me chills all over. Um, it's phenomenal and. So, that one for sure. Yeah. Um, 
let me see. I have to be honest that I have been doing a lot of listening more into um, synth stuff, cosmic synth stuff, um, and Japanese uh, music more to get in, kind of into the zone for creating my new album. Um, and then I'm really bad at names. So, I mean, there was a lot of Klaus Schultz involved. Um, um, there is, oh, I forgot the name. I should, <laughs> I should have a list for questions like this. That's sorry, right. sorry, I, I no. It's sometimes the hardest because of, of, of yeah. it's the, the usual response of you ask, and it's just like, well, I've been listening to so much stuff that to pick a couple of bits out of a, yeah. of a playlist or thing that I've been listening to is hard. So it's, it's yeah, it's. It's really hard. I think, I mean, also on an inspiration level, I'd say uh, Richie Sakamoto uh, yeah. is definitely there. And uh, yeah, let's keep it at that. Ricky, Ricky. Um, firstly, uh, I know you used to compose music in your kitchen uh, whilst, whilst holding down a day job and um, whilst your family were, were sleeping. Have you um, got any advice or tips for any upcoming or aspiring pianist or composers yeah if you have a day job or without day just, job just, uh, <laughs> just in general really kind of people who you know would like to be composers as, yeah, yeah. as full-time or you know people who uh, aspire to that's what they want I think, to do I think I, I've never had that question before and I'm now making up my mind and I realise that when you're in real moments uh, in in your daily life you get directly inspired to write and you're not you're not really thinking about right now I'm going to write something but you're responding to a feeling or to uh, something that is meaningful to you um, and a lot of my early music came about like early mornings when you know just after bringing the kids to school or when the kids are you know getting ready for school um, or late evenings in, in, in your own place where you, I don't know it's kind of like every, you integrate everything in your life into that don't know if that's too vague but that, that really helped me to, f to find things that were meaningful to me yeah. and then for the rest it's just I, had, I, I read a, an interview with um, Caribou and I was I, well, I, like a lot of people, I was very um, amazed by his productions, and I thought, like, how do you get here? Yeah. And he's a—I think he's a physicist or scientist or something. And then he said, "I, I did probably over a thousand attempts um, before I got here, and I, I never really thought I would get here, uh, but I didn't give up. And that—that's the main advice." She, never stop believing that it's in there because it's in there for everyone and if you think if you think you're not good enough then then you're not ready yet that's basically it
um, got quite a few gigs all the Sort of all around the world, really. And yeah. is there anything else that you've obviously got the album out on April the 5th? Um, is there anything else lined up other than tours and promoting that? Um, I'm working on a film in Japan at the moment. Lovely. Yeah, as uh, I need to find time to finish that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe tomorrow night, but <laughs> so that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, because it's Japan and yeah. it's uh, you know uh, it's as remote as you can get probably on planet Earth, but at the same time it's completely familiar on the level that I find relevant and uh, and inspiring. So that's great. Um, and for the rest, yeah, I'm I'm hopefully doing a couple of franchise freedom performances um, with the drones. Um, in different cities if I can make it and for the rest it's just trying to ho- hopefully the people will um, you know um, appreciate the new album and um, find the time to actually give it a listen from beginning to Sit end yeah that's it, yeah. that's and I, I know it's an investment uh, but I really really hope that it will be a rewarding one and if that catches on, then I hope to be doing more shows with a, with a bigger group. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Well, thank you ever so much for taking the time. Thank you for your interest. Good luck. No problem. Good luck with the rest of you. Thank you, thank you very much. much.